Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. By G, by golly willikers. It is Wednesday here at the Amanda Seal Show. Good hump day to you all. Uh, my name is Amanda Seals. We are here on October 25th. We're halfway through the week and I've got a whole lot of engaging content for you today. First of all, it's International Artist Day. Yay. Which is special to me because I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my ish. All right. I also take very seriously this platform to not only entertain you, but educate you, which I had to tell a grown man earlier today who was like, you know, you need to be in your purpose. You don't even know my purpose. Focus on yourself. Um, But nonetheless, we're focused on y'all. We have a great show. So coming up on the show, we've got an in-depth conversation with Lara, also known as Gazin Girl. The Gazin Girl on Instagram. Uh, she also has a dope podcast called The Palestine Podcast. You do not want to miss her insight on the genocide that is taking place in Palestine. We also have former President Barack Obama on the show. Just kidding. Gotcha. Got y'all there for a second. Y'all was like, hold up. What? Well, we'll be talking about President Barack Obama's statement on Instagram about Israel and Gaza. And uh, we're going to do a little game of Amanda in the comments where we're going to jump into his comments. I need like a splash of water right there. Later, Jenna Gill. So from Gazan Girl to... Barack Obama to Johnny Gill. Don't say that we don't got range, y'all. Don't say we don't got range. We gonna get into Johnny Gill who got into a lie detector test to defend his bedroom honor? It's not what you think. Or maybe it is what you think. But we gonna explain it, all right? So that is all coming up. My, 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 have we got a show. Put on your red dress. For your 60-second headlines, the Big Up Let Down, and more. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and uh, we have been consistently keeping you all up to date on what has been going on in the recent... Um, you know, every time I every time I start to s- s- say this, I'm like, I, conflict doesn't feel right. Um... If you frame it as like war, that also doesn't feel right. Where we are today is an impending genocide of the people of Gaza is how a lot of people have framed it. But our guest today uh, is somebody who can speak to what is actually taking place and what has been taking place in a far more informed way than myself. Uh, We welcome to the show. Lara, international lawyer and activist, co-host of the Palestine Pod, which is available where podcasts are streamed. And the Palestine Pod seeks every week to share stories and experiences and information uh, with the aim of supporting the Palestine struggle for decolonization. And we are so fortunate to have her here all the way from Paris. Okay. So, bonsoir, mon chéri. Uh, (laughs) So... 
so Lara, um, we were when we were off the mic, I had asked her, like, what is something she wanted to make sure that we talked about? And the first thing you said was the framing of yes. Palestinian people. Our audience is largely black American. I feel like my audience is also largely just coming into the uh, the realities of this of this this global. Um, why do I keep getting tricked up with the words? You know why? Because they they brainwashed us. That's why. So let me stop talking. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. The framing is deeply problematic. So, um, you know, you posted something earlier, which was that anytime that somebody is telling me that a group of people are savages or that a group of people are human animals, like the statements of the Israeli government officials about the people of Gaza, um, you have a, an inclination to say that that is not right, that there's something wrong here right. because you know that we are all human. Right. And yet this narrative is being pushed on the world by right. the Israeli government, which is guilty of overseeing an apartheid regime against Palestinians. And it is being propagated and parroted by the corporate media and U.S. government officials who have given Israel carte blanche to carry out a genocide of the people in Gaza. And I mentioned to you before we started that this terming, this, this term, this framing of genocide, it's not yes. my opinion. Okay. It's something which the world scholars are now looking at. The Center for Constitutional okay. Rights released a 44-page le emergency legal opinion days ago and called the situation Israel's unfolding genocide of the Palestinian people and U.S. failure to prevent and, uh, and complicity in genocide. A okay. Jewish genocide scholar, Raz Siegel, referred to the situation in Gaza as a classic uh, textbook case of genocide. Okay. So genocide is where we're at here today in this moment, but you don't get to yes. genocide. Do you agree with that framing in this particular moment? Yes, but you don't get to genocide. I always want to make sure I'm just, I'm using the language correctly by the people who the language is about. So I want to make sure. Yes. And actually, okay. if you listen to Palestinians on the ground in Gaza, if you listen to the health workers, if you follow the local yes. journalists who are on the ground, they yeah. are telling the world that they are facing genocide. So I right. trust the people on the ground who it is happening to, to narrate right. their own lived experiences. And unfortunately, for the last 75 years, Palestinians have been denied the ability to narrate their own oppression, to speak about what is happening to them. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is what we are dealing with. We are dealing with a deeply, deeply problematic framing in the mainstream media and by the U.S. and the EU towards Palestinian people. We are dealing with a context of 75 years of expulsion, dispossession, and ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, which has led us to this moment, because until now, Israel has never been held accountable for its violations of international law towards Palestinians. And so this culture of impunity has been created. And what that allows Israel to do is it, get, it allows it to become emboldened and to commit more and more crimes, knowing full well that it will never be held accountable because the U.S. consistently has protected it in the international arena and shielded it from any criticism, whether it be in the U.N. or any other international fora. Why do you feel like 
there has been such a support of the concept that simply speaking against genocide is anti-Semitic, which, or is anti-Judeo-Semitic, which I do not agree with because it is, it is not. But why do you think so many people are supporting that, even though it is very boldly not true? Of course, it's not true. And this results from a very intentional campaign to conflate Judaism with Zionism and to con- and, and to basically shut down any criticism of Zionism or the actions of Israel, which is a state that is founded upon this political ideology of Zionism to shut down any critique just of that. Explain what Zionism is, because I feel like a lot of listeners are just now finding out what that word is. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So Judaism is a religion that has existed for thousands of years. Zionism is a political ideology that was born in the late 19th century, essentially, and that says that Jewish people should find a state to call their own. Now, in theory, this idea is not problematic. Who am I to tell any group of people how to live and right. define themselves and to um, organize themselves and identify, right? In theory, there is nothing nefarious about this concept. The problem is, is that the place where they chose to carry out the Zionist project was called Palestine. It was a country called Palestine where my grandfather was born. He was born at a time before there was Israel. And before there was Israel, there was Palestine. Palestine. There was Palestinians on this land. And the problem is, is that in order for them to carry out their aspirations of building a state, they needed first to remove the native inhabitants who were already on the land. Those were the Palestinians. And so in 1948, when the injustice begins, you have the Nakba, which is this massive ethnic cleansing campaign that results in the expulsion of over 750,000 Palestinians and the destruction of over 500 Palestinian cities and villages. And in so doing, Israel is allowed to establish itself in the middle of the land. But Israel says, we don't want the Palestinians who were here to join our state. In fact, no, they were never allowed to come back. And so that's how you have a situation where people like my grandfather, mm. people in my grandfather's generation were born the stateless. Right of no return. Not because we descended from Mars and we are not from this earth. No, because the state that was established on our land expressly excludes us from it because we are not Jewish. When we come back, Lara is going to continue to give us some information. I also want to just present some things to you that I feel like I hear coming from the Black American community that I would love for you to just provide in like a clarity on because I think Mm -hmm. some people are getting their... They're getting their information from the wrong place. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here. And we are so lucky to be joined by Lara. One name only. She's giving us Prince. Okay. Lara. <laughs> <laughs> Gosling girl. You could, you could, you could cite Gosling girl. You can. Yeah. <laughs> you can also you can follow put- Lara at Gosling girl on Instagram and check out uh, the podcast of Palestine pod. She's an international lawyer and activist and has been really just giving us some more information and insight into the framing of Palestinian people that we are hearing in the, the corporate media. And I also wanted to get the opportunity to just present to Lara some of the things that I feel like I'm hearing within my own community as it relates to Palestine. Um, that she can provide some insight and some clarity on. All right. Now, 
the number one thing that I keep hearing is this is the Israel from the Bible. And so we all need to support this Israel because the Bible said so. I mean, look, I can't tell people what, how to um, espouse or carry out their religious beliefs. But what I can say is that Israel is an apartheid regime, which is guilty of the crime against humanity of apartheid as confirmed by the world's leading human rights organizations. I can say that Israel armed and funded apartheid South Africa. I can say that Israel is responsible for training um, uh, U.S. police officers in exchange programs where they train them and teach them on counterterrorism techniques that they have perfected on Palestinian children. I can say that it's in nobody's interest globally to allow this type of impunity to reign because the way that customary international law works is once you break the law and nobody steps in to prevent you from um, doing that or to sanction your violation of that law, that that action becomes new law. And so that's a very dangerous precedent to be set. I can say that this is a crisis that we are seeing, a crisis in morality. We are watching a genocide be carried out against Palestinian children. In the last two weeks, Israel has killed over 2,000 Palestinian children. Jesus. Over 6,000 people have been killed. The airstrikes, Amanda, have been on people's homes. Every day when I check the news from Gaza, the news I check goes like this. This family's house was hit. This family's house was hit. We get the last names of the family's houses who were hit. And in one full swoop, we hear that 10 or 20 or 30 members of one family have been massacred together. If they're lucky, nobody is left. But oftentimes what we see is that there will be one surviving member of the house. And oftentimes it's a child. So if your religion is telling you to support an entity which is responsible for this type of brutality, mm. then that's a, pro- that's a problem between you and your religion. But I would say that God's cause is justice and that God hates oppression. So please do not allow your religious beliefs to, to allow you to fall into this trap of supporting one of the world's largest injustices that we are seeing in our time. Amanda, we are watching the world's most documented genocide take place before our eyes against a population which is caged. Palestinians in Gaza are not allowed to leave. Israel cages them and pummels them from the sky with bombs. They themselves, their own Air Force said that in the first days of this, they dropped a thousand bombs per day on Gaza on 2.2 million people, 1 million of whom are children and none of whom are allowed to leave. I am sorry, but which religion of God would sanction this type of behavior? No, you're right. What would you say to people who say, well, Hamas started it? I mean, and I would love for you to speak to the West Bay as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If you were to read a book, Amanda, would you open the book at page 75 or would you start the book at the beginning? The history of oppression that Palestinians have faced for the last 75 years is necessary context for us to understand what people are saying when they say Hamas started it. When people are saying Hamas started it, they're starting the clock October 7th, 2023. But in reality, we have been expelled and dispossessed from our land for the last 75 years. And what Israel is doing right now in Gaza 
They have expelled over 1.1 million people from their homes in Gaza and destroyed over half of Gaza to the point where they even themselves are saying the intent is to create as much destruction as possible. The intent is to raise Gaza, to flatten Gaza. These, this is the type of language that we're hearing from the Israeli government officials, right? So they are now in just an, another step of this ethnic cleansing campaign that began 75 years ago. If your, your listeners can look this up. There is a very famous mm-hmm. map that you can look up of the loss of Palestinian yes. land from 1948. I want mm-hmm. you to look at what happens from 1948 until now. Palestinians go from having all of their land to losing 78% of it in 1948, to having the remaining 22% militarily occupied by Israel in 1967, and that refers to the to Gaza and the occupied West Bank. And now, in 2023, what we have seen... McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you is israel has continued its ethnic cleansing campaign by destroying over half of gaza and basically rendering those palestinians once again refugees now people say hamas started it okay very well Well, let's take a look at the case study of the occupied West Bank, where there are millions of Palestinians, but there is no Hamas. In fact, not only is there no Hamas, but there is a entity in place, an, an entity in place, which is totally subservient to the Israeli apartheid regime and acts as a subcontractor for the Israeli apartheid regime. The Palestinians in the West Bank, which are which are apparently represented by the PA, could not be bending over backwards more to acquiesce to the Israeli government demands. But what have they seen there? Have they lived with freedom? Have they had their basic human rights respected? Absolutely not. They have not lived a single day with freedom. And in fact, the opposite has occurred. Palestinians in the West Bank continue to face land theft. They continue to be pushed into smaller and smaller enclaves. They continue to face pogroms carried out by armed settlers who are themselves protected by the Israeli army. They have not guns to them the the other yesterday. Yes, they did. Laura, I want to continue this on our podcast. Um, we have an extended version of this interview that y'all be, will be able to hear on the podcast. So make sure you get, go to wherever you get your podcast and put in the Amanda Seal Show. Uh, we'll be right back here to listen, laugh, and learn. I want to thank Laura for joining us here on the broadcast. And now y'all go over to the podcast. We've still got some more that we need to discuss. And I really namely want to ask this question. For a lot of people, they're like, well, I mean, what does the truth even matter? We can't even do anything. We can't we can't change anything. These people are going to do the powers that be are going to do what they want. So what are we even doing right now? And I want to talk about that and what we can do. So make sure you go over to the podcast and check it out. We'll be right back here to the Amanda Seals show.
We have uh, continued our conversation with Lara, international lawyer and activist. You can follow her on Instagram at Gazan Girl, where you can also get a lot more of the information that she has been sharing with us here on the show. You know, there's just no shortage. There is no shortage of information to, to, to understand what is going on and what has been going on in Palestine and Israel that got us to where we are now, which is an impending genocide in Gaza. Uh, you can also check out more information about it on her podcast, the Palestine pod that she is the co-host of. So Lara, I mean, in a matter of 10 minutes, you really gave so much clarity for a lot of people that I know are like, why do I keep hearing about Palestine? Like what's going on? And someone asked me today, why so urgent? Like what, like there's so many injustices going on for so many people all over the world, right? There's the Democratic Republic of Congo. There's the Uyghurs in China. There's the Rohingya in India. There's the Hindu, the Indus, because uh, we just learned that Hindu is an actual colonial word. So the Indus in India, then you have like the, the, the people of South Sudan. I mean, there's no shortage, right, of humanitarian issues. But I had someone ask me today, so like why... Like, why is everybody all up in arms now? Now, I know the answer. Okay. So I'm just so we're clear. I know the answer. But you I know you know the answer. <laughs> so, I just want to make it clear. I'm like, I know the answer, Lara. I know the answer. But I would love for you to share uh, your thoughts on that. Look, it's really important for Americans to know that Israel's occupation of Palestine, that the Israeli apartheid regime, which subjects Palestinians to a two-tiered system of uh, rights whereby they are completely denied their most basic human rights access over their resources, right to movement, ability to receive education, ability to work, so on and so forth. It could not be possible if it were not with the full support of the United States, which includes $4 billion a year in U.S. taxpayer money. We are bankrolling this. That's why people I didn't know need that to they care. have actual um, universal health care in Israel. A hundred percent. We're paying for their universal health care. How does that sound? Does that make any sense at all? I also want to reiterate, as we are having this conversation, we are specifically talking about Israel as a country and how it is, pol how its politics are shaping the conversation. And I want to do this because there's going to be a rise in Islamophobia there's going to be a rise in Judeo anti-Semitism, and it ain't going to come from this show because this no. show is going to very clearly state for you all who we are talking about. We are talking about folks who are perpetuating a system of oppression. Right. And that starts at the top. And I know for a lot of people, Laura, they're like, all right, well, if it starts at the top, then what is all this truth telling even for? What's the point? Like, if we can't stop it, what, what, what are we even here talking about? Look, there there comes a point in time where every system of oppression falls. It's inevitable. Mm. And the only way that happens is when the cost of supporting it is now greater than the benefit of maintaining it. Say one more time. Say it one more time. <laughs> Did you not hear that or was that just <laughs> to encourage? No, I needed to hear it again. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, the the look, the only way, the only way that we will achieve justice and freedom because it's let's remind people, Palestinians are only fighting for freedom. They have only ever wanted to be free. We are engaged in an anti-colonial, anti-racist struggle. 
people need to remember that too. This goes back, I mean, even, even in terms of Black Palestinian solidarity, this goes back to Malcolm X, this goes back to the Black Panther Party. We have mm-hmm. always had um, shared aspirations of liberation, freedom, justice, equality, and decolonization. People need to understand that, that Palestinians for the last 75 years have never lived a day free. And that at some point, we will be free. And that will be because the world's masses are going to be behind us engaged in this freedom struggle because it's a just struggle. Because anybody can sympathize with wanting to have basic human rights. Anybody can sympathize with wanting to be able to move freely on your land. It's a respectable, reasonable thing to aspire to. Something I also... Uh, learned in my reading was the same way that we are constantly as black Americans, uh, you know, considered, you know, thugs and animals. And it's like, oh, you speak nice. Um, That is what we're seeing with Palestinians. However, even under all of this apartheid regime and daily threats of violence, et cetera, the amount of degrees like that are that have come out of uh, Palestinians and like the level of education that is pursued is incredibly high. And it's it's like there's always this attempt to try to dehumanize, but also make it seem as though like, oh, these are people that don't even deserve this. Like they're not even they're not even smart enough to do this. And, you know, as we as black people came out of a time where it was illegal to read, it was illegal to be educated. And then it was annoying for them so much so when we did it on our own, that they bombed our, they bombed our towns. I saw someone say the other day, you know, it's like we've had the same experience except without bombs. And people in the comments were like, um, Tulsa was bombed. Okay. Birmingham, the church was bombed. There were bombs all the time in the South. They bombed Philly. Shout out to all of our Philly listeners. They bombed the move building in Philly. You know, like that is a part of our history here in America. And when you said something earlier, you know, you said that when this behavior goes unchecked, it's a copy and paste, right? And I said that earlier today, and I kind of thought when I said it, like, oh, please, I hope that's not the case. And here you come affirming it. So there it is. And you a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Look, Palestine, people, that's because people don't know Palestinians. You know, people don't know Palestinians. Palestinians have one of the world's highest literacy rates. You can look it up. It's not my opinion. Palestinians have some of the most um, highest per capita advanced degrees, even in Gaza, which has been under blockade for 17 years. Okay, so um, Palestinians deeply value education because we know that we're not free and that if we're going to have a chance at all in this world, it's only going to be because we have education. My own family. Mm. Most of the people are physicians, including the women. Actually, I have more women physicians in my family than there are male physicians. And this is a situation where for the last three generations, we've been made refugees twice. Right. Where both where my grandfather was born and died stateless. Where most of my family is still stateless. Right. So, yeah, my my stepmother is from Palestine and she talks about how her mother walked to Kuwait. Um, and they talk about how when they got to Kuwait, you could see from either end of the country because it had not been, you know, actually developed and, you know, it was refugees who essentially developed the country by necessity. One of those Um, refugees was my, was my grandfather. He was one of the handful of Palestinian educators who came from Gaza to build the educational system in Kuwait. Well, you are a consist. You are con. Um, 
you are a living legacy for him as someone who's continuing to fight and spread the word. And I am a very strong believer that we are all connected and that it is the truth telling of those who don't get to tell their stories. That is going to be the inevitable way that we topple oppressive systems. Um, before we go, I would love if you could just point people in a direction, even if it's literal or spiritual on how they can be of a help to where we are now. Palestinians in this moment, in this very critical moment, need political solidarity. We are not a humanitarian case, you know, victim of a natural disaster, and we just need you to throw some aid at us. No, we need political solidarity, and we need to call and, and, and mobilize all of our efforts to call for an immediate ceasefire, because every day that passes, the Israeli apartheid regime is killing hundreds more Palestinians while they sleep. That is number one. Number two is an end to the blockade and, and allow unrestricted food, water, fuel, electricity into Gaza because it, the, the humanitarian toll on being subject to indiscriminate bombardment for two weeks and 17 years of siege is apocalyptic. So that's number two. I encourage anybody listening to mobilize, go to protests, do sit-ins at your representatives' offices. Don't just write to them because they're going to write you back with that standard template, I support Israel thing, and you're not going to get their attention. Really, really participate in actions wherever they take place and do your best to advocate and also share the testimonies and amplify the voices of those who are on yeah. the ground. People need to understand something. There are no international reporters in Gaza. So if you're watching the mainstream news, you're getting on CNN the perspectives of reporters who are standing on the Israeli side of things, and you are not seeing mm. what is happening in Gaza, with very little exception. Okay, I watched an interview the other day on MSNBC, and they went and interviewed the Israeli mother, and then the Gazan mother had to be patched in by video because they wouldn't go there. And actually, they couldn't go there because Israel doesn't allow foreign reporters into right. Gaza, which should also tell you something about what Israel is doing there that they're trying to hide. Right. So amplify the voices of those on the ground. I follow and amplify the voices of so many health workers and journalists. And if you go to my page, you will see them all follow them and listen to what they are saying and do everything in your power wherever you are to make what is happening. Stop. Uh, her page is at Gazan Girl, G-A-Z-A-N-G-I-R-L. Thank you, Lara, for joining us. You can also check out the Palestine Pod to get more information and up-to-date uh, information on what is going on, not just in Palestine, but with Palestinians across the nation. Like their latest episode spoke to, you know, a, a really ridiculous as we're seeing the McCarthyism of this era, we're seeing people losing their jobs, losing their opportunities, losing their positions uh, based on literally just being in support of not committing a genocide, right? Like that, like that is enough for people to be losing their livelihood. And uh, you tell a story about what was about something that's happening at something that happened at University of Illinois. Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. University of Illinois, Chicago. And uh, it's just the latest in a stream of the American repercussions of simply just supporting uh, the Palestinians. And I just want to say that, you know, when you say political solidarity, like that is political solidarity, like literally vocalizing, you know, this is bad. And the more of us that do that, the more we send a message that it is not okay and it is not possible to continue to silence people into submission. I will also add, when we, again, I just want to reiterate, 
When we allow that to happen, we are basically paving the runway for our own oppression. And we already know how they do here in the States. So, Lara, thank you again for taking time and uh, talking to us all the way from Paris. And uh, again, we are praying and, and hoping and 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 representing in political solidarity with you and Palestine and all the individuals who, including the Jewish people, who want to see this end. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. That was an incredible interview uh, that we had with Lara, the Gazan girl. Uh, we're going to play more of that later in the show. And if you want to hear the entire interview, make sure that you go to wherever you get your podcast and check the extended version of the interview out. But right now, it is time for us to get into some 60-second headlines. Jeremiah, like the Bible, break it on down. All right, first up, former Trump campaign lawyer Jenna Ellis has pleaded guilty in the Georgia election subversion case and will cooperate with the Fulton County prosecutors. Let me tell y'all, we just got done watching Simone Biles flip. Now we about to see uh, Fonnie Willis flip. All right, it's Olympic level flipping going over there. All right, next story. So Howard University's golf team is now a force to be reckoned with after Steph Curry's funding has led them to compete on a division one level. And I don't know if you noticed or not, Amanda, but Howard hasn't had a golf team since the 1970s. First of all, I didn't know that Howard ever had a golf team. So let's start there. But also, I've been telling y'all, once we get into sports, we be taking over sports. All mm-hmm. right. Steph Curry, being the Steph Curry he is, got a hole in one <laughs> on a, like a celebrity golf game the other day. So I can't wait to see us take over golf, too. We already Tiger already did that. So we done paved the way. Love it. Also, Young Thug has named a few notable hip hop figures that he'd like to see take the stand in his ongoing wild sale, Rico Case. So when I first heard this, I thought that these are people that were like listed, but these are just his like, you know, his wish list. Uh, So we'll see. Who answers the call? That's a heck of a postcard to get in the mail. Young Thugs wants to see you on the stand. Mm, mm, mm. Also, good news. So household wealth in the United States has rose significantly during the pandemic with black families doing remarkably well financially, though they're still far below white household wealth, unfortunately. Don't believe the hype, okay? What this really is saying the black GPT of this headline is <laughs> black families were moving on up with them PPP loans. That's what was actually. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the way they be flipping things, you know, you could really believe something that ain't what it is. But next up, what else is going on? 
All right, last one. So Netflix has announced the release of a comedy documentary. You know, you're kind of familiar with those, Amanda. But this one's I titled am. Kevin Hart and Chris Rock, Headliners Only, coming to the streaming platform in December. Oh, this is from when they was on the road together. All right. That's going to be fun. It'll be kind of like a backstage of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw Chris Rock signed a, a ridiculous letter uh, that did not mention Palestine at all. And I'm like, did he know what he was signing? <laughs> He ain't know. He thought it was a birthday I don't think he did. I genuinely don't feel like he did. I think people was like, my friend asked me to sign this. And so I signed it and I went about my day. Uh, but I would definitely like to watch that. It's going to be great. So those are your 60 second headlines. When we get back, we're going to go to the phone lines and see what's on your mind. Call us up 1855 Amanda 8. That's 1855-262-6328. We'll be right back with the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your girl, Amanda Seals. Thanks for listening. If you missed anything, you can always check out our daily podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we're always taking your calls on any of our topics. Call us at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's go to the phone lines. Who is this? Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. This is Kim calling from St. Louis about the Mount Rushmore of R&B. And I got to add Uncle Charlie to that list. He transcends so many different generations. Hmm. And then Patti LaBelle. And then someone that's relatively new, um, PJ Morton. So let me know what you guys think. Also, uh, can't forget about uh, Gladys Knight. Now, see, okay, here's the thing. I think that there's like, there, for the R&B Mount Rushmore, there may have to be eras. I agree. I agree. There may have to be eras because, like, we're we're putting Gladys Knight up against SZA. How? Tell me. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that collaboration, Gladys Knight and SZA, <laughs> same song? I just can't allow it. You know what I'm saying? And then she, and it's not even like a disrespect to SZA, but it's just like it's so disparate. You know what right. I mean? Like, then you have well, um, Uncle Charlie. Mm-hmm. And what, what's his name? First name Charlie. Um, Last name Wilson. <laughs> I feel like Uncle Charlie. There's there's just so many incredible singers that mm-hmm. belong. They deserve accolades, but I don't know that they belong on the mountain. Right, right. The mountain is like impact. Like it's like a culmination of all these things. Talent, impact, style, vocals, all of those things. Hits. Hits. Right? Gotta have Like hits. hits. I mean. Uncle Charlie got hits though. Not as a solo artist. No, he does not. As the Gap Band. band. Yeah. Yes, he does. Okay, I give you that. Tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell me Uncle Charlie hit. I know there was one song about a sundress that used to come on late on on BET. (laughs) Yeah, you got I'm blessed. Um, Like you just said, hey girl. Of course you you would know I'm blessed because you were the EP for (laughs) the Relationship show for seven years. So, (laughs) naturally. (laughs) Naturally. But he has the stuff he did uh, with Snoop. But okay, I, I give you that as a solo artist. Yeah. Yeah, like I just feel like as a solo artist, he has, you know, great music, yeah. but mm-hmm. not necessarily like the love. It's like Mr. Big, like Ron Isley has like good like songs, like he's a good mm-hmm. music. Same with Gerald Levert. Like they had mm-hmm. like good music, but like it wasn't the same as when you was a member of Levert. Right. It wasn't the same when you was a member of the Isley Brothers. Right. Why did I say I'm it like you. that? 
It's a different era. Asley Brothers. It's a different time. And then it's like, okay, are we are we considering Aretha Franklin R and B? I just uh, I, that era is more like soul music, and it influenced. That's how R&B. I feel. So it's like two different worlds. It's the catalyst for the Mount Rushmore. They're the foundation. Like the Rushmore wouldn't even be carved out of a mountain. It'd be carved out of like a sweet potato. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it'd be just like a giant, like sweet potato pie or something. But I love a y'all calling pie. me. <laughs> a patty pie. I love y'all calling me. Hit me up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Our, our actual topic, our group chat topic of the week is asking y'all, do you use your degrees? Uh, no, a lot of us have gone to college. We spent the money. We're still paying the loans. But do you use the degree that you actually went to college for? Hit me up, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. All right. Speaking of R&B, uh, singer Johnny Gill admits that he once took a lie detector to prove what to an ex-girlfriend. We'll tell you after the break when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We're also going to talk about Jeannie Mai. And Michael Irvin on the Big Up Let Down. I want to let y'all know that because I know y'all stick around for that too. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine. Seals, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Wednesday, October 25th. Happy birthday if it's your birthday. It's also Ciara's birthday, the woman who single-handedly changed a single woman's prayer lives worldwide. (laughs) Ciara prayer should actually be printed out and distributed. Uh, Also, it's Craig Robinson's birthday. So shout out to the homie Craig Robinson. Um, Mr. Take Yo Panties Off. It's an actual song and it's hilarious. So check it out. Uh, You know him from the you know him from the office. You know him from Hot Tub, Time Machine, and uh, I know him from being a comedian. All right, uh, coming up this hour in Black Here at News, we're gonna go in the comments. It's another edition of Amanda in the comments. Amanda in the comments. Amanda goes in the comments. People had a lot of mixed reactions to Barack Obama's letter about Israel and Gaza. So I'm gonna dive in his comments. Yeah, I'm gonna dive in his comments like my. 10th grade year at Dr. Phillips High School on the swim and dive team. Uh, We're also going to talk to Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill once, we're not going to talk to him, but we're going to talk about him. Uh, He once took a lie detector test to prove to an ex-girlfriend that he likes fill in the blank. We'll get into that. All right. Plus today's big up and let down. You know, every day I give somebody props for some dopeness and blows for some dumbness. Well, mm-hmm. today's big up let down stars Jeannie Mai and Michael Irvin. But you got to find out who's going to get the big up and who's going to get let down. So sit, stick around for that. All right. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tune in to my small doses podcast this week. We got side effects of the pipeline to prison with Olayemi Olaren. She is a brilliant a brilliant criminal justice lawyer and political analyst. And uh, she is going to be joining us and just being her brilliant self. So you're going to want to check that out. All right. When we come back, we got more Black Heart News. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seal Show. All right, Cypress Creek. I see you, 407. Jim.
McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, and uh, it's time to go in the comments. Amanda in the comments, Amanda in the comments, Amanda goes in the comments. Now, this time I'm going to go with somebody else's comments. Former President Barack Obama, Barry, uh, because once you start like wearing your shirt unbuttoned and I'm seeing like your chesticles, I'm calling mm. you Barry. Okay. Mm. And also, he's okay. like out of office. So I feel like we're like, we're, we're, we're not, we're, we're past the Usted level. We're on a two basis. Okay. The so former president, Barack Obama, AKA Barry released a statement on Instagram because that's where we are now. It is the new CBS news <laughs> about Israel and Gaza. Now I'm sure he thought he was like making waves when he read this statement. I know he, he, he had, to, I'm sure Michelle was like, baby, that's thoughtful. <laughs> you know, he ran it by Malia and she was like, that's informative pop. <laughs> yeah. And, and and maybe he thought he would leave people with understanding and hope. But <laughs> um, the thing about when you put stuff on Instagram is people going to hit you back. Yes, they will. They're going to hit you back. So, okay, y'all, should I start with the pros or the cons? The people who were for it or against? Let's start with good the news or bad news. Good news. We like good news first. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it's Katie Sands said, brilliant. Thank you for this. I don't know what she's really thanking him for because he really just was not really saying much. Uh, Trev Bishop said, this is so absolutely on point. A leader who is compassionate, reasonable, and intellectual. Love this guy. <laughs> so here's the thing. The the message was me- very meandering. Like, okay. it, you know, and, and it was broken down in swipes, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're reading it and like one swipe, you're like, okay. And then the next swipe, you're like, hmm. And then that's why I'd be like, okay, so what's happening here? Right? You know, like he said things like, but even as we support Israel, we should also be clear that how Israel prosecutes this fight against Hamas matters. In particular, it matters as President Biden has repeatedly emphasized that Israel's military strategy, like, it feels like someone wrote this on Adderall. (laughs) Not last minute. Yeah, like it feels like a real last minute task that someone did and they were like, I really got to nail this. I really, I really, I really got to nail this. I got to know. You know what it feels like? It feels like when Molly was on Molly when we were in the Coachella episode of Insecure and she had to like write a brief and then she and then she saw it when she was sober and was like, wow. Wow, I thought I thought I was doing something there. Um, so let's go to the negatives because even <laughs> okay. though he was getting praise, I feel like the people who were unhappy with it were a lot more eloquent in expressing their displeasure. Okay. Um, at Madiha B Coaching said, "You fooled us, Barack, into believing you were one of the real humans. But alas, you too have sold your soul to the devil." Oh, damn. Not a devil. Dress your face said, what a joke you've turned out to be. 
And how blind were all of us who voted for you? Voted for Biden thinking anything would be different. All of you are the exact same. Next person, Halls underscore Louise said, nah, fam, this ain't it. (laughs) People partying in Tel Aviv while Gaza is constantly terrorized over the last two weeks. Free Palestine and condemn the Zionists or don't even bother. So the comments will really tell you, right? Because ultimately, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you incite more passion from the people who are unhappy than the people Mm -hmm. who are happy, that's a great Mm -hmm. indicator of the efficacy of your message. That's sure. So, Barack, head on back to the drawing board. Try it again, (laughs) player. Try it again. Maybe do a rap. A rap? Maybe do a rap. I'm just saying, like, because clearly this format ain't it. This format ain't it. Um, I'm really just trying to bring some levity into something that is incredibly dark, incredibly dark and disappointing. And, uh, you know, we, again, we want to believe in our leaders, but what? They are mid at best. That's Amanda in the comments. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, let's take it to some pop culture things, all right? Let's take it to some pop culture things. Johnny Gill. hmm Johnny Gill of New Edition. These mm-hmm. are the things that change boys to men. <laughs> Johnny Gill uh, with my favorite song, and one of my favorite R&B songs off of the Boomerang soundtrack. There you go. Johnny Gill is admitting that he once took a lie detector test to dispel once and for all if he's gay or not. Ciao. Why y'all put this man through this? You know, it was crazy because it had, the, the rumor had been going for so long. Yeah. And so you start to realize and look at certain things, like I said, like a record label. They was talking to record label. They like, well, we would, but I think a you know, he's in the game, so we don't want to. It's like, so we see here, it's all this stuff that's going. And I remember her telling me um, about her, some friends, her friends saying this and saying that and blah, blah, blah. She never asked me to do it, but I wanted to show her something. I wanted to prove a point to her. I, that's, that's unfortunate um, that Johnny <laughs> Gill had to go through that. You know what I'm saying? You know, so... For years, he has dogged rumors of being gay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, he was in a long-term relationship with Eddie Murphy. Uh, he Eddie. said this. <laughs> he, <laughs> he said this on Vlad TV. Pause. Also, why do y'all mm. be going on this man show? I need y'all to know. I've known Vlad for so like I'm not like known, known, but like I like I've been in the mix. I remember before Vlad TV when Vlad was just like this white boy with red hair. And mm-hmm. now it's like all all the people go on there to just talk about the wildest things. So anyways, I feel sorry for Johnny Gill for having to deal with that. The other part of it is this. What if he's fluid? Fair. Like if he's if he's fluid and they asking him, is he gay? <laughs> he he, 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 he not gonna get the right, he's not gonna get the wrong answer. Um, but we we have some people that we think do need to take a lie detector test. Some other R and B stars mm-hmm. that we think do need to take a lie detector test. Okay, so first of all, Brandy and Monica. Okay, which one is the boy really? Okay, okay. whose is he actually? Mm. Put him on the test. Put him on the test. All right, uh, Gladys Knight. Ooh. She had a whole song about leaving. 
on that midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> but um, did she make the train? Because it sounded like oh. she was trying to convince herself the whole song. <laughs> like, no, I, I love this man. Yeah, yeah. And then the pips was behind her like, just go, girl. Go. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Michael Jackson. Um, go. Is Annie okay? You know, I think that's the that's the question that he wants to know. Annie, are you okay? Lie detector test, let us know. Because he asked Maybe it 50, 11 Annie. times. He asked it 50, 11 times in the song. Annie, are you okay? Tell us, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? So tell us, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? All right. Then we have Destiny's Child. And I just got to know. Um, Did you really not know she could get down like that? Cause like that's your girl. So how did you not know that she could get down like that? Like why were you so Fair surprised question. that she could get down like that? So you know these are just my questions. And the last question is we all have to ask the question. Like Ray J, was the baby really the reason you couldn't hit that note at the bursts? Mm. I'm gonna stick beside him and say yeah. It was the it was the baby. <laughs> it was the baby. Okay, I don't know why I'm singing all day on this show, but uh, I'm a bit delirious. I took a nap before the show, and you know like it just I think it's like gave me way more energy than I should have. <laughs> so would you all ever take a lie detector test to prove your sexuality or anything else to a partner? Let me know. one 855 8 We got the big up let down. Michael Irving, Jeannie Mai, all involved. We'll get into it. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the big up let down on the Amanda Seal Show. All right, with me. What's up, y'all? Samantha Seals here. All right, let's get into our big up let down. Today's big up, big up. Today's big up goes to my girl Jeannie Mai for not going ballistic on J. Wayne Jeezy Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you. Okay, so it's been a month since he publicly filed divorce before she even knew. Mm -hmm. And he keeps speaking out in public about it. (laughs) And then he literally just put out a statement Mm -hmm. saying, please respect our privacy. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, take your time, take your time. Now... Because I know people have been on my head like, why are you so annoyed with Jada Pinkett? Like she has, she deserves to tell her story. It's like Jada Pinkett has had a show for the past five, six years. It feels like where she's been telling her story. So I'm not sure why that's confusing for people, but like Jeezy, you just put out a book. So tell that story. Like the book, like we, we just got a book and you keep talking about it, but then you want people to respect your privacy. The only person respecting y'all privacy is Jeannie Ma. Jeannie Ma been on the shows talking about Jesus. <laughs> Not Jeezy. Jesus. That's important. She gets a big up because she's still keeping her poise and posture. We see you, Jeans. We see you. Today's let down. Today's let down goes to Michael Irvin's son, Touch, <laughs> for pretending he's a whole thug. Okay. Let me let me play the audio for y'all. I got a son. He he, he raps. His, his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh my God, where does this come from, son? 
You grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about that old thug life, ghetto life, and all of that stuff. When 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 we when we used to work to get away from it, now we've gotten to a place somehow we're running back towards it. Okay, all right, Michael. I mean, he had a lot to say. He had a lot to say. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Y'all, why, why won't these folks just accept <laughs> generational wealth? I <laughs> like, want it. Why don't you want it? Like Michael Irvin's son is trying so hard to be a thug, and his daddy, like, I, I worked my whole life so that you could not be a thug. I'm on you TV. Up, it's so, it's so John Morantian, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just, it's so John Morantian. And I'm just like, I really also want to shout out, first I want to shout out Michael Irvin for calling out his son, okay? Mm-hmm. Second, I want to also shout out all of the daughters out there who are dating this man, thinking that they are getting their thug love out of their system, only to find out he was been a fraud the whole time. He'd been a fraud the whole time. Do you understand how wild it has to be for you to rent a house in the hood to to go along with your rap persona? You know, you got to oh take my it God, there. y'all. Malibu's most listen, wanted. Listen, the people of Tulsa, the people of Durham, of, of Black Wall Street, they did not lose their lives so that we could be here in 23 with, with, with black folks pretending to be impoverished. Okay, I'm gonna leave y'all with that. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Our phone lines are open 24-7. So if you hear me talk about something on this show, but you can't, figure out a clap back or there's like a thought that pops in your head like four hours after the show you washing dishes or you walking the dog and you're like huh I actually do want to say something about that hit the phones 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 all right I always like to hear from you so call me let me know you're listening and comment on any of our topics let's go to the phone lines what's up Okay, so here's my question. I know you just did a segment on Columbus, Ohio, City Council giving $35 million in debt relief to the residents. But the real question is, is that money really for debt relief of the residents or is that money really debt relief for the hospital, which is different? Um, I don't know if everyone here is struggling with paying medical bills and that being the, on the priority list. If the residents had a say in how that $35 million would be spent, I'm wondering if they would say that it should be spent paying their hospital bills or if that money would be better spent elsewhere. I don't know, like investing in educational things that can bring up the school district from an F to a D or from a D to a C and so on and so forth. I think there's a, probably a better use of that $35 million. I'd venture to say who is lobbying for that because I doubt it was the resident. Well, sis, hit that, hit the books, baby. And hit us up. <laughs> Let Columbus. us know. Carlos Columbus. Hit the books. Columbus, what y'all think? Hit me up. If y'all know 
Especially if y'all know any legislators out there, you know, anybody on the city council, anybody who actually was mm-hmm. a part of this, hit me up. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. The caller asked, did the debt relief for hospital bills in Columbus, was it Columbus? Columbus, yeah. In Columbus, was that debt relief something that the people voiced a desire for or was that something that was simply just decided on by I don't know maybe the the, the comptroller or the city council and a 35 million dollar uh, budget was applied to it now one thing that she did say was that she doesn't think anybody's like struggling with hospital bills and that's that, that's nonsense right I was gonna say that's nonsense yeah like I, I don't know that Columbus is considered like an affluent town mm-hmm. um but, you know, she's right. I mean, what if the residents were like, yeah, we could use that 35 mil for X, Y, Z. I tell you what, I'm just glad that 35 mil didn't go to the popo. Talk about it. Pay some debt. There we go. All right. When we get back, I'm going to share more of my conversation with Lara, also known on Instagram as the Gazan Girl. Is it the Gazan Girl or Gazan Girl? I think it's Gazan Girl. Um, yeah, I think it's just Gazan. It's just Gazan Girl, right? Okay, my fault. Mm-hmm. Gazan Girl. Lara did such an incredible job uh, giving insight where we are today with what's taking place with the people of Gaza and the West Bank in Palestine. She is an international lawyer. She is incredibly knowledgeable on the topic and she is Palestinian. And I just thought it was really important to get a Palestinian voice to speak to, uh, you know, what we are all unfortunately witnessing as a genocide. Um, But it's an incredible interview and you can catch all of it wherever you get your podcast because we we're going to play the full interview um, on the podcast. All right. So make sure you stick around for that. We'll be right back to listen, laugh and learn at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Seals. Before we get into this, I want to just say that I am in this. I am in search of an executive slash personal assistant. They got to be LA based. All right. You can go to the careers tab on amandaseals.com and fill out the application. Don't lie because we're going to suss it out. Okay. <laughs> 
We're going to suss it out real quick. So don't lie. And do not ask me for $140,000 salary. Somebody already did. And I don't know <laughs> what they expect to be doing. I'm like, what are you? Are you thinking of me doing like dog grooming? Like in addition to like scheduling and flights? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking for somebody that is passionate about the work that I do. So they can be passionate about helping me keep my, my life together to do the work that mm-hmm. I do. Right. You know, that's that's the plan. You got to you got to love the brand, believe the brand, protect the brand. So go to AmandaSales.com in the careers tab and, and see if we are a match. All right. Now, here's a tidbit for you on this day, October 25th in 1940. The first American made. For, let me now start because I know Jeremiah's going to be like, she hates a black first. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't like black firsts after 1980. Like okay. anything after 1980. I'm just like, How? Houseway, how? Okay. On this day in 1940, the first African American made general. Oh, the first African American made general in the U.S. military. Benjamin Oliver Davis became the first black general, the first HNIC in the United States <laughs> Army. And also, shout out to Rita Brent. She is uh, a veteran. She's on our show. And she is one of black soldiers, you know. Shout out to all the black soldiers who fought in wars overseas in the name of American patriotism that had to come back and deal with racism. Listen, (laughs) y'all better than me. (laughs) I, uh, all right. Anywho, coming up this hour, we got my special guest. All right, we got Lara, a.k.a. Gazan Girl, joining us uh, to catch us up on what is going on in Israel and Palestine. We are also uh, going to get into a Black Pop quiz, a block quiz. And we're going to take more of your calls. So hit us up. Our group chat topic of the week is, are you using your college degree? Give me a call and let me know. Was it a waste of time? Is that poli-sci degree doing anything? How about that, that psychology degree? Everybody was real big on the psychology degree at my school. How's it working out for you? Hit me up. one 855 8 If you're not using your degree, tell me what you are doing and if the degree actually works in there in any, any kind of way. I mean, I have an African American Studies degree. People were like, what are you going to do with that? I use it every day. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. I also want to learn want to know what you learned this week y'all know i love things i learned this week i share with you all the things that i have learned every friday and i want to hear from you guys so if you've learned anything this week and i know a lot of you all have learned quite a bit about geography hit me up one 855 amanda8 that's 1-855-262-6328 it's time to listen laugh and learn right here on the amanda seal show it's the Amanda Welcome Seals back, show. y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and y'all know what time it is. It's time for a Black Pop Quiz. A Black Quiz. The Black Pop Quiz, what it is. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Supreme. Professor Supreme. Professor Supreme. Yes, please get it right. Put some respect <laughs> on that. We're here to listen, laugh, and learn. And I got a uh, dope Black Quiz for you this fine day. In honor of Halloween, we're talking about fears and phobias. So Fears and phobias. Yeah, okay. so okay. what I'm going to do is for some of these, I'm going to actually say the phobia and you tell me what it is. And then for some of the other ones okay. that are a little easy, I'm going to tell you what the phobia is and then you give me the name, okay? Got okay. you. Okay. This is an advanced block quiz. So. Advanced block quiz. Okay. <laughs> 
So this first phobia is called glossophobia. Any idea what a glossophobia is? Glossal or glosso? Glosso. G-L-O-S-S-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Well, we know Lil Mama doesn't have glossophobia. Is it like... That was a good one, too. It's like a fear of sweet things, of like sugar. Nah, that's not it, buddy. Yeah, you're way, you're way off. I was like, that's not it, buddy. That's not it, buddy. That's not it. Glossophobia. Um, glossophobia. Is it a? You do not have this, Amanda Seals, at all. Is it a fear of swallowing? No. I don't know. Okay, I no. Glottal. I don't it's know. a severe fear of public speaking. Side effects. Oh, include, you were saying I. I thought you were saying I don't have the answer. Like you don't. No, no, no. I was saying you don't have glossophobia by any means. I do not have glossophobia. <laughs> glossophobia is a fear of public speaking. A lot of people have that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people have that. Glossophobia, a fear of public speaking. Okay. All right. Okay. Neither of us Next got that one. Is Acrophobia. Does anyone in class know what I got fear of heights. There we go. Amanda Seals. There we go. I'm going to give you another one that you should know the word, this word. Xenophobia. Fear of foreigners. Yeah. I was like, fear of foreigners. Xenophobia. Fear of foreigners. That sounds so crazy right now. You sound like a MAGA hat on saying fear of foreigners. Fear of foreigners. Fear of foreigners. Xenophobia. XCN. O P H O B I, I mean O B I A. That would be correct. Fear of strangers is actually what it is. But we'll roll with the foreigners. I'm gonna give you one more, Jeremiah. You obviously lost again. Um, <laughs> what is he? What kind of class? The way we be rubbing. It. <laughs> I'm gonna rub my professor. 81 babies. Giving you an F. All right, here we go. This one is nightophobia. Do you have any idea what this is, Jeremiah? Like night, like spell N I G N Y. Spell it. N Y C T O P. N Y C. N Y C T O. Night. Fear of Timberland. Fear of the NYPD. Fear of what? Fear of His was better than mine, though. He said fear of Timberland. Fear of darkness or night. I thought you would have got that one with the night. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that was too easy. Yeah. Like it felt too literal. Sometimes we just give you the answer and it's there for you to take, Jeremiah. Like, Nikto and so you said it's N Y C T O P H O P I A. Nyctophobia. Nyctophobia. And it's fear of nighttime or fear of the dark? Fear of darkness or night. The phobia is not fear from scare of scary or paranoia or normal activity in the darkness, but just the darkness alone. So it's just dark outside, you scared. That is nyctophobia. You know, since I've been single, I never leave the house all the way dark. Mm, I don't know that I that's nyctophobia that. as much as it's just like that's just smart robberyophobia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just, we live in Gotham City, so you know you got to move careful. At <laughs> yeah, like a nightlight stay on in the house, like you know. So yeah, Maybe very that's, good. That's uh, congratulations, to Amanda Seals, for taking Yay! the win in this block quiz. You know what it is. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back 
right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Happy Wednesday. If you missed anything, you can check out our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, I really want you to tell me your things that you learned this week. So give me a call. one 855 8 That's one 262 Let's go to the phone lines. Yeah, Give me guys a call regarding the topic about attorneys not getting a job offers and things like that. And should your political views uh, affect you yeah. working and so on and so forth. I just want to touch bases. Well, my name is Dwayne from Detroit. But um, I was working in a small town in Lake City, Florida for a dealership. And they had a, um, a GM at a Honda dealership there. And this guy would sit up there, you know, he was a true Trump supporter, you know, um, had the, mm. the Trump flag on his pickup truck and all. But, you know, also, when you come in and purchase cars and things, I don't care about, your, you know, what your political views are. Yeah. He had the Trump right. heads sitting up on the desk and things like that. You know, just Trump, mm. rah, 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 right? <laughs> he also was the same on uh, one of the idiots that ran and stormed the Capitol to a got indicted. <gasps> Why oh, this dude got indicted. He knew I, uh, I had a, you know, I felt a certain way about him. Before his indictment, this dude was calling my house, wanted me to do a, um, like a podcast, but, uh, you know, to let show, to show that he interacts with black people, basically. Yeah, I, I just wanted to just give you guys that uh, tidbit right there. You definitely don't uh, need to bring your political views or right. concerns to the workplace at all. You know what? Here's the thing. That's right. wild that he was working with somebody who was like bringing all that Trump stuff to work. A lot of people, mm-hmm. though, who are now losing their positions and their jobs, they're not even bringing it to work. You right. know, it's not like they're on the job and like change their desk's name to, <laughs> I, you know, I stand for Palestine, even though that would right. I mean, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with that. But, you know, what we're witnessing, we just did a whole game about phobias. We're witnessing Islamophobia. Um, that is, you know, being a, being attached to a group of people that are actually the ones being oppressed. And it right. was so crazy. I saw a video today where this white man was like, I'm 54 years old. He was like, he was like, I'm 54 years old. I've lived my whole life in America thinking that Israel was surrounded by all these Arab countries full of terrorists. He was like, that's what mm. I genuinely believed this whole time and he was like but then you know with what's been going on i started just saying like well let me just see what's going on over here and he said like since his his tax dollars are a part of it he was like you know let me actually like really look into it and then he was like hold up now this is not what they've Mm. been painting Mm-hmm. This is not what they've been painting. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of people are just getting more information on the way the Israel government and the way that the uh, Israel army has been deployed. And that is also going to cause anti-Semitism, unfortunately, and it shouldn't. Right. Because ultimately what the Israel government does and what the army does is not about the actual religious faith of Judaism. Mm -hmm. And it's not even about the tribe of Jewish people. It's about a political point of view of Zionism, which is like applying politics to being Jewish, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, um, if what we're seeing happens overseas and it's just like, it happens and ain't no problem with it. The other folks that are already kind of doing this in other places to other groups are going to be like, oh, 
Well, if we can just do that, if they can do that and get away with them, you know, what are we waiting for? That's true. So there's that. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Show. I am Amanda Seals. We up, we up, we up. All right. Um, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn because it is time for the word of the day. The word of the day is never heard this word before. Her suit. Oh, I know that. Oh, you do? Go ahead. That's one of them pink pantsuits Amanda Seals wears. That's one of them. Her suit. There you go. (laughs) I was really like, wow, you've heard of this? I've never heard of this. Nah, that was a guess, but yeah, it's not that. Well, somebody, some, you know, we, we, I have the live going right now. Somebody on the live knows what it means. A couple people. Okay. 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 You want to take a guess, Jeremiah? Maybe like you have her suit to, to, go towards something her suit is to is like the opposite to flee to go against to run away absolutely not um her suit is a formal word that means hairy oh wow i've never heard of this like uh hertism or thanks a word for it like when women yes that's it what is it? Like PC, when women have like PC, PCOS, one of the things that causes like hair growth is like heritism, I think. If a woman has like a mustache or a beard, yeah, they do call it heritism. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I, did, I didn't know that. All right. Well, it's a formal word that means hairy. Uh, it also is often used in humorous contexts um, to... Describe someone with a lot of hair on their face or body. Hirsutism. Oh. Mm. All right. All of us. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I've right. on TikTok all the time. Ah, you do learn a lot on your TikTok. All right. Uh, still, come to, still to come this hour, we got politicians say the darndest things. Uh, we got In Case You Missed It, 60, head, 60 Second Headlines. We also got a big up let down talking about Jeezy, Genie, Michael Irving, and his thug life son. So we're going to get in that all into all of that. All right. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8. You can also follow us on social media at Seals Said It. All right. Follow us at Seals Said It. All right. Uh, we got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. Your girl Amanda Seals here, and uh, it is time to get into... Politicians say the darndest things. All right, Amanda, today we have 60-year-old White House National Security Council spokesperson, John Kirby, and he had this to say about what's happening with the genocide happening in Palestine. Let's take a listen. This is war. It is combat. It is bloody. It is ugly. And it's going to be messy. And innocent civilians are going to be hurt going forward. I wish I could tell you something different. I wish that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, but it is it is going to happen. And uh, that doesn't make it right. doesn't make it uh, dismissible. It, it doesn't mean that we aren't going to still express concerns about that and, and do everything we can to help the Israelis do everything they can to minimize it. Uh, but... Uh, but that's that's unfortunately the, the nature of conflict. So basically what he said was, we know that this is absolutely terrible, but it is what it is. This is the most right. worst it is what it is of possibly all time. Can we agree on that? I think so. It's like when people say the thing about like COVID. Well, you know, people go die. People die anyway. So oh, too bad they get COVID. It sounds very much like that. I think, okay, so I think a lot of us have been really trained to really trust in leadership and think that these people are at their root, at you know, good people, right? Or that at their, at their, um, you know, at the heart of it all, that they're going to do the right thing. And so I think we've been so kind of shrouded from this in a while because we haven't seen like them be put to the test, at least in America in a while, so that we, we, we've we kind of forgotten that. This is a scenario where we're watching Joe Biden be put to the test to do the right thing. And he's just not like he's just not doing the right thing. We had a we had Amanda in the comments earlier in the show where Barack Obama had done, um, you know, an entire nonsense <laughs> post. Yeah, he did a whole dissertation about nothing. And I think a lot of people are very disenchanted with this uh, idea of like what leadership is supposed to show up as. And that it really, in this politician say the darndest things, he really just said the harmfulest things, right? Which is like, we understand that we, we are, the fact that he said that we know that this is bloody and like, mm. like bloody, like you just you just described the annihilation of a people as bloody. Well, because if you think about it, it's like nah, adversaries. like you know what I'm saying. That's like why. a Mike Tyson fight is bloody. Right, right. You what know, is, day three, day three is bloody. Is he a, a senator, congressman? What, is, what does he do? He's the spokesperson for the White House National Security Council. How much does he get paid? Enough. He got paid a whole bunch of money to get on the press conference and basically say. <laughs> get killed every day, B. Yo! You be out here. You tough, right? That's supreme. You better sum it up. <laughs> get killed every day, B. That's exactly what he got paid Guap to do. You ain't never tell a lie. That was a great summation. That was a black GPT for you. Yeah, right yeah. there. That's what I'm here for. Gosh darn it. <laughs> now remember, 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 even with all of that, if the only option is Biden, you are not doing yourself a moral favor by not voting at all. I just want to make sure to remind y'all that because I know some of y'all really treat voting. I don't know. You treat it like it's like you're 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 choosing the next saint, you know, like you're like determining who's going to get to go to heaven. And you got to get this right. It's like, no, you need to vote in your best interest. That is what voting is about. 
voting in the best interest of your livelihood in this country. Not it's not about you voting in the best interest of your morality. Cause these ain't moral. These hoes ain't moral. <laughs> the remix. These hoes ain't moral. All right. Some of them are. Some of them are. All right. We'll be right back. Y'all keep it like the Amanda Seal Show. Supreme won that break. He won it. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. It's Amanda Seals here. We're about to get on out. We're about to get on out of here, y'all. It's been a great day. Always uh, trying to do my best to bring you all some laughs and facts here at the Amanda Seals Show. So thank you all for joining us this Wednesday. We covered a lot of stories. We had an incredible guest, Lara, a.k.a. Gazan Girl, G-A-Z-A-N Girl, on um, Instagram. She joined us to really help get us up to speed on where we are at in Palestine and Israel. And we're, we're, at, we're at the threat of a genocide, just in case you didn't know. Um, also, uh, Johnny Gill, changing, changing course. Johnny Gill once took a lie detector test to prove what? To his ex-girlfriend? Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that. We also are actually changing back to that, to, to Palestine. You know, Barack did a whole, th- he did a whole essay. He did. Where he talked about, yeah, he did a whole essay where he talked about, you know, his statement. And it was a lot of fluff. People had thoughts about it. So we're going to go in the comments and talk about it. We got your Big Up Let Down starring Jeannie Mai and Michael Urban. Plus, Professor Supreme joined us for a block quiz. We got all of that in today's show. If you missed it, make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast. uh, Side effects of the prison Pipeline, starring Oli Emmy O'Lauren. You can also watch it when it premieres on Thursday on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. All right, coming up on Group Chat Thursday, we got a lot to talk about. Latoya Luckett's going to join us uh, for the group chat. She's also going to talk about her fears and phobias because we're going to get into it because you know the spooky time is coming up. We're also going to talk about friends versus acquaintances. I had me a little situation this week where. Somebody got offended that I referred to them as an acquaintance. And so I got to get, I got to talk to y'all about that. You know, like, what is this all about? Also, we're going to get into our group chat topic of the week. If you went to college, are you using your degree? Was getting your degree worth it? 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. All that and more coming up on group chat Thursday right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace, y'all. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up.